Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. A musty underground tunnel called John Brown's Cave and the Mayhew Cabin. They've drawn tourists and school kids to Nebraska City for many years. In fact, about eight decades if you count the number of years it's been around. But since 2019, the Mayhew Cabin and even John Brown Cave in uh, Nebraska City has been closed since Memorial Day weekend because of uh, flooding that took place. And now, because of COVID-19, in addition... Uh, the museum has not reopened, but it's a much bigger mess on a larger scale for folks that want to preserve this particular cabin. Joining me here on Lincoln Live today is Kathy Van Winkle and John Harris. They are members of the Mayhew Cabin Foundation, which was formed in 2002. And welcome to Lincoln Live and appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you. For people that are not aware of the situation entirely, let's. This is a, such a, a broad and complex issue that goes back many years, but it culminated primarily with some flooding, as I mentioned, in 2019 that took place and affected the cabin and and the museum site. That's right. In over Memorial Day weekend of 2019, we had a typical rain event, but what wasn't typical was that. Um, a drainage tube that's located in within a ravine on the Mayhew cabin property became plugged and because it became plugged and had not been maintained by the city properly um, it flooded our site and it uh, flooded the the tunnel that runs um, from the ravine to the cabin it flooded the limestone cellar under the historic 1855 Mayhew cabin which was devastating and I got to the site as soon as I could after that uh, flooding event, and I found that our museum building had also been flooded during that rain event. Of course, I didn't understand at the time why, but um, the damage was so severe that we had to close. And in that amount of time, you guys have done some work to try to maybe get some help from the city of Nebraska City to, to help out and maybe come up with some money or at least come out and help repair the damage that had been done and maybe fix the ravine. Right. I knew that um, there was a tube uh, that started in that ravine, and I it was obvious because of the flooding that um, it had become plugged. So I immediately contacted the city, um, and they did come out, and they did remove an obstruction from the tube. But then when I um, decided to take this a little bit further and got on the next city council meeting agenda, um, I had a city administrator who used to work for Nebraska City. His name was Grayson Path. And he wanted to meet me at the site and talk to me about it. And he pretty much told me that the city can drain on whoever they want, whenever they want, in any manner that they want. Um, that there is really nothing I could do. And he said, I don't, there's probably really no reason for you to come to the city council meeting. But, of course, that just urged me to go even <laughs> more, which we did. But, unfortunately, Mr. Path was there, and he advised the city council that, oh, no, no, we can do whatever we want. We can drain on whoever we want. So we were pretty much dismissed. 
so and I knew um, that that wasn't right. I knew this wasn't legal. I knew there was some negligence involved. So I started looking for a lawyer online and I was advised by a lawyer who said, you know, I'm sorry, I can't represent you, but I want to give you this information. You need to file a political subdivision tort claim act against the city. Um, you have to do that first because they're a municipality. So I did that, and I did my research. I went to the law library in the Capitol, and I spent hours, and I prepared a multi-page uh, claim, and I sent it to the city, and, of course, they denied it. They denied all responsibility. They even said at the time, which was false, that they didn't own that tube that had become clogged, that somehow we suddenly owned it, part of the city's infrastructure. And I knew that wasn't right. So um, within a short amount of time, we were able to secure a pro bono lawyer. And he understood how wrong this was and took on the case. And he filed a lawsuit in uh, February of 2020. And um, the city was very evasive during the discovery process. They didn't want to admit to anything. I mean, we even had a, a request for admissions. And to ask them, just the city to admit that they that they owned the storm sewer inlets and that they controlled the water that they were dumping onto our property, they refused to even admit that. So um, we, we collected a bunch of uh, evidence during, during that time. Um, it went on for several months, but we went on to find that not only um, is the active tube that's supposed to be carrying water out of that ravine into the city's drainage system, um, is completely undersized. We had a UNO professor, his students came and did a, a study, a very lengthy, uh, detailed study, and they found that the drainage on the site is completely undersized. Um, but not only that, we discovered that there's an abandoned tube under our museum building that they connected to this uh, already undersized drainage system, and that tube has collapsed. And so um, it's drawing soil down into the, well, because the tube has collapsed, it has filled with soil. And the active tube, when it fills with water, and when, once that water is able to recede, it pulls soil out from under our building, which is why our building flooded. We've made, taken measurements of our museum building, and we have found that in the worst part of the uh, of the sinking, it has sunk over 14 inches. That's incredible. So naturally, when it rains, water runs down the site and runs into our building. So the city, not only did they not maintain the active tube, they, they abandoned this tube, which is not best practices. They didn't cap it off. Um, and they never implemented erosion uh, prevention measures in the ravine. So because of erosion, we have lost over half an acre of property. It just, our soil, Mayhew soil, has literally just gone down the tube. Um, that land is gone. The ravine has widened to such a degree that we have three structures on the west bank of that ravine that are now threatened to fall into the ravine. It has killed uh, mature trees because the roots have been exposed due to erosion. Uh, we have a, a tree limb right now that has fallen onto the rooftop of the church, AME Church, um, that I'm not strong enough to move. And we have no, we have no funds to pay anyone, so we have, we've 
have that damage as well. But the worst part is that um, this erosion destroyed the tunnel exit enclosure. And anyone who's ever visited the Mayhew Cabin, the, the best part of being on the site is to go down into the cellar, walk through the tunnel, come out of that tunnel into the ravine, um, back into daylight, and uh, have that experience, but our patrons can't do that anymore because our tunnel exit enclosure has collapsed. The erosion in the ravine has destabilized the structure and um, it's now, it's unusable. And and essentially it's a dangerous situation for anybody, people that like you guys that are part of the foundation that can go down there, but just general tourists want to come by and see right. a piece of history. Well, and, and let's stay there for a moment, Jeff, because as you walk through that tunnel and as you come out into that ravine, you're, you're, you're doing more than just uh, being a spectator. You're actually experiencing what real people actually experienced. Uh, that's the historicity. That's the educational aspect of the Mayhew Cabin, and, and that's what it has offered uh, this community, this state, for as long as, as, it, as it has existed. And so, uh, and as an African-American person particularly, knowing the value, uh, you know, I'm from Missouri. <laughs> Missouri was a slave state, <laughs> okay? People had to come to Nebraska to get free. And, and to further explain, this is, you know, kind of the Underground Railroad yes, exactly. that went through Nebraska exactly. because the, the cabin itself has been around since the 1850s. Right. It was constructed in 1855. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's a piece of significance right there with the history aspect. And this is when Nebraska was a territory. A, a territory yeah, exactly. You know, 13 years away from becoming a state. Mm-hmm. And so, so what we're talking about here, along with the, the infrastructure issues, are the issues of real history, of real education, uh, of the lives of real people who the who the Mayhew family was instrumental in helping find freedom. And so, so again, this is about two things, and I don't want to be too um, cliche here, but it's it's about promises kept in that the people who were who came through the Mayhew cabin were were looking for the promise of America. But also, as Kathy continues to share with us uh, on the board, it's about promises broken. Because the, the city of Nebraska City has said to us, uh, as the board of Mayu Cabin, that we're not responsible. So, so their responsibility to the people of Nebraska City, uh, to the site, to this particular structure that is in Nebraska City, it, this is a part of the city, of that city as well. But... Again, the, the, we, we continue to, to, to be met with, it's not our problem, it's not our fault, um, it's your problem. And so, so we're, we're losing valuable time with people learning about the value of the Mayhew Cabin while this is going on. To go back to what you said here earlier, Kathy, this was one of the, I believe you said, the second most visited tourist site mm-hmm. in Nebraska City. It was. We were second under Lewis and Clark Center. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So essentially... You're in a situation where you're trying to find what what's the next best step to do. I mean, the city's not going to do anything. I would imagine the state's going to say it's not our jurisdiction. Right. Unfortunately, you know, to hit back on uh, John's word, was it responsibility? Was that the promises. word you said? Promises. Yes. Promises. We had this attorney who promised to represent us, and unfortunately, we lost him. Hmm. And so um, the case was dismissed. So the Mayhew cabin has lost its opportunity to be heard in court. So we are left with a destroyed museum site. We have the tunnel is unusable. Our building is 
damaged beyond repair and unusable and now filled with mold because of the water it takes on every time it rains. So um, the city's basically managed to kill this historic site. Lincoln Live with Kathy Van Winkle and John Harris, both with the Mayhew Cabin Foundation here on KFOR. We will continue our conversation with part two coming up tomorrow as we talk more about the Mayhew Cabin and John Brown's Cave in Nebraska City that appear to be in danger of not reopening ever again. Again, you've been listening to Lincoln Live. Part two of this conversation continues tomorrow on KFOR.